You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. The power sweep. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. Yes, a YN or a tight end to open up somewhere between six feet and nine feet. Get an isolation with the with the linebacker. Come the tackle. What's up, guys? Welcome into Packers Total Access. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. You can email us, Packers Total Access at gmail.com. Text us, 865-658-5824. I'm joined alongside Tim live in Green Bay. We got Jacob, the beard, in Wisconsin. We got Emilio, the quarter Italian, quarter Mexican, redneck down here in Tennessee. Got his tie-dye shirt on tonight. What did you smoke a bowl before we got on here, bub? What's going on? Here? <laughs> I, made a whiskey, I made a whiskey and coke before we got on here. Okay. Hey. All right. Stay That's off the fair damn weed. <laughs> Jacob, how you doing, bub? Not as good as Emilio, but uh, I'm good, man. <laughs> watched, watched some uh, some DBs today. Just got to see the uh, the tight ends run their 40s, and um, I actually compiled a, a few different. Uh, my guys later on guys we can get into later so yeah it was a good day good stuff man good stuff i know did i understand correctly brock bowers was not running is that right i I didn't see him okay good deal tim how you doing man what's going on doing great man happy to be here ready to talk some packers i just want you to know you've been tasked with keeping this thing on the rails tonight all right so just so you know we're in big trouble then man (laughs) this ain't happening tonight it ain't (laughs) happening do want to kick things off with this though and just say uh so let's get into some Packers talk here. Um, did anybody else see the uh, the Tom Silverstein tweet earlier today, right, in the article that he put out? Tim, did you get a chance to check that out? You been yeah, I was uh, trying to play a little catch-up uh, today, and uh, I did. Uh, the rumor mill is going. The the talking heads are talking, and people are correcting their, their stories and all kinds of fun. Right, Clayton? Yeah, man, it got a little off the rails pretty quick, to be honest with you. You guys keep an eye on the chat for me as I try to decipher this. I I went and read the article, and and I got to be real, man. When I read the article, as soon as it dropped, because it just blew up on Twitter, I was like, man, it sounds like they're playing hardball with Aaron Jones. That's what it kind of felt like, right? Well, you know, there was some stuff in the title that kind of led you to believe that they're going to make Aaron Jones take a pay cut. And uh, if he doesn't take a pay cut, then he's pretty much going to be gone. And then they, there might be a chance that they sign him after a free agency or whatever, you know, that type of thing. Um, so with that being said, uh, Spoon, Tom Silverstein, tweeted out um, shortly after. He said, let me clarify the story I wrote on Aaron Jones. The Packers met to try to reduce his salary cap number. I don't know that they're asking for a pay cut. OK, so that's good that he firmed that up right there because it kind of made it sound like they were asking for a pay cut. I should have made that clear. It could be a restructure. The idea is to just get his cap number down. Sorry for the confusion. So he had quote tweeted that and put, I'm the one who wrote the headline and I screwed that up. I meant to say reducing the cap hit. Now, 
then he later tweeted out, also, those that are blowing up the line about them cutting him. I was pointing out how that was an option, but but not a likely one. It's an option with anyone who has a high cap number. But I would suspect they would do everything in their power not to do that. So when I first seen it come across the wire, gang, you, you guys know what I always say about Tom Silverstein. He's plugged in, right? He's plugged in pretty uh, pretty tight with the front office there. It seems like whenever he uh, shares a message, it's kind of coming from the brass at 1265. Um, and then he immediately went back and corrected that. So that gave me a little more hope that Aaron Jones was going to be back in Green Bay because, man, I'm telling you, when I originally wrote it, I thought, is this Goody kind of putting it out there and preparing the fans like, mm-hmm. hey, Probably not going to be back, but uh, let's go around the horn with it. Jacob, did you uh, did you see it earlier? And what, what do you think about it? You know, I, I think I explained it correctly there. Anyone who disagrees, let me know in the chat. What do you think? Uh, I did see it. I don't think – I don't know, man. I think people might be blowing it a little bit out of proportion. Um, I think the fact that Silverstein had, had acknowledged it probably made it worse. I don't know. Um I mean, I get why people maybe would be – when I read it, I was like, man, it does seem like they're kind of strong-armed, like almost it was a disrespectful kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I guess it is good that he maybe cleared it up, but um, I hope that they're not trying to do that to Jones. That's definitely – you know, they don't have the best reputation for treating guys well towards the end of their careers. So um, I don't know. I, I just hope that it's not that way. I don't, yeah. need, drama. I don't need drama. Yeah, mm-hmm. same here, man. Same here. What do you think, Emilio? <laughs> two swipes in the first down bring my man back but uh that's uh honestly aaron jones is the man and i feel like the chat's with us let me get a yes if aaron jones is coming back because my man is elite and he's a heartbeat of the offense right now um you know jordan love's gonna learn a little and just carry that on i think but right now we need the man from utep 915 bring him back Absolutely. And I immediately went to his Twitter page and I'm because, you know, he kind of spoke out against Cheesehead TV last year when when one of their writers said, hey, we need to cut Aaron Jones. It's the right move, whatever. So I was thinking maybe he'll be a little bit vocal on Twitter. But, you know, obviously he stayed quiet, too. So Pack Daddy in the house says, I think this is the exact same situation we were in with Jones last time. Uh, We just didn't get this story. I'm guessing Packers will offer what he's worth and Jones will take it. And, And I think what Pack Daddy's kind of alluding to there is, you know, last time people took it as, man, Aaron Jones took a big pay cut. He took a big pay cut. And when Aaron Jones was asked about it, he was like, you know, guys, I'm making more money this year than I've ever made. Like, right. you know, um, they're, they're going to probably bring that cap number down and get it to the point where obviously, uh, you know, it's going to be reasonable. And, and he's still going to be one of the highest paid running backs in the league. So I think he'll be back too, man, to be honest with you. Good to see you in here, Ryan, man. Glad you, glad you dropped through. Um, let's see. I see y'all were giggling. I'm sure it's something inappropriate. Oh, <laughs> how professional it's trying to be right eight here. minutes in, and it's already off the rails. I'm not trying to look at Jacob because it's uh, Jacob and Eric Sutherland, of course. <laughs> Jacob, you see, you you were guilty this time. <laughs> well, I was good for the last three days, so you guys got to cut me some slack. You know the Jacob. I got to do oh, it to geez. you. Oh my <laughs> gosh! All right, now settle Come down. Simmer down now. Simmer down now. All right. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think he's going to be back though. So anyway, wanted to hit that because it got a little hot there on, on the Twitter bird earlier today. Um, also this came out too, and I don't mean no lack of that, Jan, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> says, uh, Cheesehead TV put a tweet out, said running back update. The Packers are not expected to re-sign running back AJ Dillon. 
per Tom Silverstein. According to Tom, the Packers also met with Aaron Jones's agent to ask for a pay cut on his $11.1 million salary. So, um, obviously, sounds like, to me, that one there, and they, he goes on to say, if they can't reach an agreement, they'll release Aaron Jones in two weeks. So, um, it sounds to me right there like uh, our boy uh, A.J. Dillon's out the door. What do you think, Tim? Is that, is that what you're reading too, man? Pretty much sums it up. Pretty yeah, amazing. that's uh, that's disappointing. But you know, we can't say we we should be totally caught out of left field with this. We knew this was a possibility, um, but I guess I mean I don't know. I'll believe it when I see it. But you know, here we go. It's this type this time of year. We talk about it. You know, here we are, March first, and like clockwork. Here come the stories. So um, I don't know. Let's. I, I'm gonna wait for official channels. But uh, looks like AJ could be out the door. Who knows? Yeah, no doubt, man. No doubt. So let's see here. Um, I ain't going to put it up there too open. It's disrespectful to Larry McCarron, although it is kind of funny. But uh, Paul Robertson says in the chat, y'all better start drafting more running backs in your mock drafts. What are you talking about, man? We always take at least one most of the time. Mm -hmm. too. So uh, this is kind of what we were preparing for, A.J. Dillon not being back. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think it's – I got the dogs up here. You hear them squeaking back there? You hear the toys squeaking? Yeah. We'll have to run him off here in a second. I seen him drag it up the up the stairs just now. He's got this toy that's about, I don't know, it, it looks like a, a snake or something, like a, and it's got these little bubbles he can squeak in it. He's gonna drive us insane if we ain't careful. But um, yeah, so I think there's a good chance that there's there's gonna be two running backs taken, most likely. I think we would all agree with that. Uh Pac Daddy says Jonathan Brooks season. Um, I was big on Jonathan Brooks. Everybody kept tearing me down for it. You know, not you guys, but, you know, like, like Jake kept going, yeah, well, don't forget the ACL, right? Because it sounds like it happened late in the season. So if he's not going to be available to like November-ish, um, I'm starting to think now maybe like Blake Corum, someone like that, right, that's going to be available, obviously, and, and one of those third-round picks uh, probably be used on a, on a running back. I think there's a good shot at that. What do you think, Jake? <clears throat> I'm still a definite Ray Davis guy. Um, mm -hmm. I'd love to see him. I really like Bucky Irvin too, but – to be honest, I just I don't I don't buy that. I don't buy that they're gonna not resign Dylan. I just for some reason I think that that might be I'm not saying it's clickbait intentionally, but that could be going off of you know the drama that was fed from the mis you know misquotation or whatever with the Silverstein article. So um, kind of like Tim said, I'd like to just pump the brakes, maybe wait and see. I still think we draft a running back no matter what, right? Maybe, right, maybe yeah. even two, just because I mean like our our RB three situation, you know, Patrick Taylor and whatever the other guy, I can't remember his name now, you know, they did okay, but <clears throat> it'd be nice to have some actual talent in the hopper, especially with some of these late round draft picks that we're going to have. There's, there's some deep talent here too. So Emmanuel Wilson is who we're mm -hmm. thinking of. And, you know, he's coming off that shoulder injury too. He had kind of late in the season. So there's question marks there for sure. I, I'm with you, Jacob. We got to be at least one running back, you know, and uh, who knows, maybe that's a free agent pickup, you know, late in free agency. I don't know. Uh, as well but yeah you know it still applies too like we talked about um aj probably tests free agency and we know the market's going to be down you'll probably get him back anyway but uh the way this is worded though man it, it yeah. sounds like they're not interested in having him back right i i, I mean I, I can't imagine they wouldn't want him back for a minimum not that aj wouldn't warrant any it, some kind of increase in pay as far as you know comparatively speaking to the to the minimum in the league but 
you know, surely he'll be able to get two and a half, two, two and a half somewhere, right? I mean, he's that that solid of a back. Who knows? He may blow that, that three and a half uh, million per year out of the water that Spotrack had his uh, calculated market value at. So we'll see, though, man. Um, hate to see him go, though. Love that dude, man. Um, love everything he represents. But same time, man, it's, it's business. No doubt about that. And it's it's wild that both running backs, the news kind of dropped on the same day. You know what I mean? And it, all coming from Tom Silverstein, you know, like I say, where it, where it's coming from. It's not just you know, I don't think the I don't think that's coming from AJ Dillon. I think they came from the front office. To be honest, with you. right? Um, what do you think, Emilio? You good? I'm not good with it. So I don't know. <laughs> I, I we've been taken back. It's fine, but no, I'd rather bring John Deere Green back. Man, I'm with you on that, man. We're still going to play that regardless. We oh, might, sure. No matter what. We might Photoshop somebody in there on a, on a you know what I mean? <laughs> we'll figure it out, though, for sure. Um, Jacob, what did you – first of all, you sent me a thing on Kevin uh, Byard. Is that how you say his name? Is that right? Yes. That was released by the Eagles, right? Yep. So Adam Schefter earlier today had tweeted, the Eagles are releasing safety Kevin Byard. Um, per source, Eagles acquired Byard from the Titans last October in exchange for a fifth-round pick and a sixth-round pick in 2024 draft, along with safety uh, Terrell Edmonds. So when I went and kind of looked at his statistics and everything and, and looked at his PFF grades, looked pretty solid. You know, he's pretty consistent right across the board. Problem is, I think he's going to be 31 years old this year, right? Mm. So if you go after someone like that, Getting them for one year, maybe two years. You think, Jacob? Uh, how do you feel about? It? I know you were sending me all that information. Are you kind of on that bo- on board with uh, with signing a safety like this? Uh, I honestly would love to. He's a two time All Pro, um, both with the Titans. If you bring up his PFF grades, I don't know if you have them, but if you don't, it's fine because he he has a really really solid tackling grade. Most of the time of his whole career, his tackling grades have been in the eighties. His coverage grades have been around the seventies. To some years, he has a decent year. But his overall grades have been, I think he's been an above average player for the majority of his career. He has started to taper off a little bit, but we've seen Green Bay bring in, especially guys in the secondary, kind of revitalize their careers. I think that at 31, that's not that old, in my opinion, um, for a safety. So I think if we bring him in, at least it's like a base floor line, um, maybe one of those you know veteran guys to kind of help guys along. I think that, I think it'd be great. He didn't get a lot of snaps in Philly last year. He was, I think, their third rotational safety but he's still like a, he graded up pretty well and he's he's known for uh knowing how to tackle and wrap up which is something that the safety position <laughs> we could use a little bit of that right sure. um did i read somewhere too that his his salary last year was like 12 million dollars or no they freed up 12 million dollars by cutting him did you hear yeah, that yeah something like right. 10 to 12 yep yeah i think his salary was what like 13 million and there was like, like a million and a half in dead cap or something yeah, I just don't know if I like that kind of price tag on him. Not that he'll get it, but uh, maybe here in a couple of days we'll check his market value. I think there's some some better safety prospects out there, in my opinion. You know, like I said, we I, I like uh, Alohi Gilman. I like, uh, obviously, Geno Stone. Um, I guess the question is this. Would you rather have Bayard or would you rather have Darnell Savage? That's the real question. Um, Antoine Winfield Jr. <laughs> Got it. I would bring Savage back if that's my only option. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Definitely. Yeah, I think so too, because you're going to get him at roughly $5 million and Bayard might be, you know, upwards of 10. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather um, bring Savage in down, put him in the slot and just, then we can get, we can get some rookie safeties or something like that. If yeah. we want, you know. Yeah. 
for sure. So there's your buyer talk. Um, you sent me a couple other screen grabs too. Um, I just I just grabbed a screen grab of the actual tweet here from Kent Lee at Math Bomb said Rook Orahora is a deep who is a defensive tackle prospect in the 2024 draft class. He scored an unofficial 9.88 RAS out of a possible 10. This ranked 21 out of 1,620 defensive tackles from 1987 to 2024 splits projected. So, um, obviously, anytime you're uh, you're pretty much top 20 out of, I don't know, 1,600 others, yeah, saying something, right, Jacob? You, you, you like this guy pretty good, don't you? Yeah. Uh, I think I sent you a message or two while they were working out yesterday that I thought that he looked really smooth, really big. Um, and I didn't give him a lot of credit. I don't know. There's certain guys, for whatever reason, I build up a block in my head that I'm like, oh, I don't need to check them out right now. But once I actually saw him, I did look at his tape, looked at some of his measurables and all that. And I was like, this dude is, he's big and he's very, he's very quick for how big he is. Um, there was yeah. a couple of the guys that I liked, but he was one that I really thought probably kicked his draft stock up quite a bit. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I've got him right now sitting at the number 72 spot. He's the sixth best defensive tackle. So you're probably looking at, you know, hoping he'll he'll fall there. I'm trying to think of what picks we had. I think I had them here. Yeah, here we go. Um, go so or 91, maybe. Yeah, we got 88 and 91. So yeah, if you he's number 72. If you're going to get him, you probably hope he falls maybe to 88. That type of thing. Would you take him with the 58th pick, Jacob? I kind of feel like it's a little bit of a reach, right? No, I wouldn't. Yeah. All right, gotcha. Good stuff. What about you guys? What do you think about uh Aura Aura? Um, where would you like to take him? Any any disagreements there? Emilio, I would say third round would would be the way to go, but that's a it's a great score. I mean, besides the weight, mm-hmm. the dude is, you know, basically elite everywhere else, and he's tied for third in the most bench reps in the entire combine so far. So I'll take that, dudes. Yeah. Huge, definitely. Two uh, O for this says Jones isn't Meredith. Pay him more than Outback Steakhouse coupon. <laughs> um, I'll tell you this, man. Twitter uh, agrees with you because it went nuts. I don't think I've seen one person. I'm sure they're out there. But I don't remember seeing one tweet that was like, hey, guys, it's just time to cut bait. Everybody was like, what are we doing? There was some, there was a couple F-bombs in there, too. There were some people going at the front office pretty good. But, um, yeah, so uh, let's see. You sent another one here to Jacob. Uh, Logan Lee, is that our boy? Is that our guy? Yeah, that's our guy. Look at this. 9.10 defensive tackle out of Iowa. Logan Lee, pretty strong showing there, man. Did everything too. Didn't hide from anything. That's even with him coming in with a 1.76 weight grade at 281 pounds. So that's uh that's pretty impressive, man. Put put 10 pounds on that boy and turn him loose. Sounds like he's got a got a little bit of a future. Do we 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 looked it up last night, didn't we, Jake? Didn't we try to see where he was ranked at, where he was kind of projected to go? Wasn't it really really low? Honestly, I don't remember if we did look up where his. Uh census is i don't know for sure i honestly i think he could have helped himself because they have him kind of sat in that d tackle position i think they might that other teams could see him kicking out and being maybe like a four three end and more of like a kind of a run defender edge setting type guy maybe a situational <clears throat> first and second down kind of guy that they move around because he just he didn't have the size but like you said you could put easily 10 to 15 pounds on him and he'll still maintain a lot of that athleticism so Got it. Got it. I'm, I'm trying to scroll through here real quick, see if I can find him. 
Boy, they're going at it now. 308 is his ranking. He peaked at 177. You guys talk for a minute. I'll break this up. <laughs> I like what Doug said here, right here. The single most uh, thing Jordan Love needs to continue his progression and confidence is Aaron Jones. So I uh I second that, man. We need to bring the we need to bring the man back. I mean, I I have no doubt that it's gonna get done, guys. Like right. I, is there anyone here that seriously thinks that they're gonna let him go? No. Like, so we all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So US Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. You know, maybe that's where the, like you guys were saying, maybe that's where this whole, uh, you know, Dylan's going to be, you know, let go. And, you know, we're not going to really make a big offer. I mean, the Packers have a track record of doing that, right? Where we just, you know, we just don't offer you much or we don't offer you anything and let you, let you walk off into the sunset or come, come back and play for the cheap if you want. Um, So, uh, but Aaron Jones, I think, I mean, that guy's going to retire a Packer as he should. They butter us up. They butter us up trying to not, you know, bring Aaron Jones back and AJ Dillon. And it's like, oh no, but we got Aaron Jones back. Don't worry. We got it. Like, and you know, in a couple of weeks, we could all be sitting here saying, wow, look at, we're going to have them both back, you know? So time will tell. Another one that kind of sparked a lot of conversation on Twitter was Tavondre Sweat. And uh, I've seen a lot of people say, well, if he was a corner and you broke it down per weight, he actually would have been elite. And it's a lot of ifs and buts and this and that with Tavondre Sweat. Jacob, I know you're big on him. Uh, Robert Griffin the third tweeted this out. Tavondre Sweat at 366 pounds, 
just ran his 40-yard dash at 5.2 seconds, 5.27 seconds, and it was fluid. Um, there was some fluid dripping, but I don't know if it was fluid. Oh, oh. Adjusted 40 time at his height and weight is like an 180-pound DB running a 4.26, blown mine emoji. I'm confused. Somebody may help me compute that there. Whoa. Clayton, this is exactly what you talked about a couple weeks ago before the combine even starts. This is where we all we all start making these bold bold things and bold predictions, and we overreact to guys running in a straight line in their jockey shorts. You know, like I, I mean, can you can you really get this much from a forty time? Like, is that like? That's the point. And like some people are going, Clayton doesn't like Devondre Sweat. That's not true. Right. I, I've, I've got him listed as my third best defensive lineman in the entire draft. I'm just saying, like, why are we trying to make this something that it isn't? You know, as right. far as, you know, that him being this, like, I mean, you read that tweet and you go, dang, he's elite. <laughs> you look at the RAS and it's like in the basement and, I, I didn't I didn't see him run and go, wow, that's fluid. That's just me personally. I did think, man, it's that's that's gotta be rough getting that much weight going forward, you know. I wasn't sitting there dogging, but um yeah. <laughs> Too old for this. I've heard enough. Drop sweat into coverage. I'll tell you this. <laughs> I'll tell you this right here, man. If if Halfley does a little bit of what he did at BC, you're going to see the D tackle drop into coverage from time to time. People are going to lose their minds. Um, Blake B in the chat says, if your 370-pound D tackle has to sprint 40 yards in a game, you done messed, messed up. up. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Jacob, what do, you, what do you think about that that performance? Were you impressed with the Fondre Sweat and how he moved around? Uh, I actually was. So I'll be, the, I'll be the devil's advocate here. If you watch, not necessarily with the 40, although – I, for a big guy to move like that, that is honestly impressive. Like, it is. It is. And then what was more impressive for me was when they did the wave drill. His change of direction mm-hmm. was actually a lot better than I thought it would be. Um, and his quickness. And, you know, we talked about the the trouble with uh, Sweat is you don't ever know if it's him when he lines up next to Byron Murphy as well on every snap. Because that's two really, really talented guys on that D-line. So you're not quite sure if it's he's that good or the combination between the two of them. But to me, that's kind of a moot point as well because they're going to be lining up next to NFL players, which they're, any NFL player is pretty much ready to, to go better than Byron Murphy or anybody else on that Texas D-line. So I think you should have to maybe look at him in more of a bubble and just see what he can do as an individual man. He's going to be a dude that sucks up two you know, double teams almost every single play, and if you don't, then he's going to, he's going to make you pay for it. So I think that he's worth high draft stock. Yeah, yeah. The, wave, the wave drill is certainly more valuable, in my opinion, to you know really judge a player than just a 40 time you know yeah. even like his four bag though his his feet were quick he kept nose over toes like and the yeah. fact that we talked about it that he kept his weight doesn't sound like a big feat to keep your weight at below 370 but you you ask any of those big boys it's easy to let yourself go just <laughs> let paul go. robertson said nose over toes sounds like a club back in milwaukee i don't know <laughs> what club he saw no he didn't say it. he didn't say it. Um, <laughs> but Greg Ross did say uh, Paul has freak athlete's feet. Athlete's foot. Athlete's foot. There you go. You sure about <laughs> that? So, yeah, with, with Tavondre, though, um, I was going to pull my board up, but I, I don't have it. Actually, I think I got his ranking right here. 
I've got Tavondre Sweat as the third best defensive lineman and number 27 on the board. So I think there's a good possibility he'll go in the first round. I do. Now, will, can he drop to the second because he's more of a nose than he is like someone you can play like a four tech? Possibly. But uh, we'll see how that shakes out for sure. I have one marked here, too, about Eric Stokes, which is a good point. Zane Strong said Eric Stokes had a good combine, but he hasn't panned out yet. I like that you said yet because there's still a little bit of hope, but you're right, man. His RAS was just through the freaking roof, Zane. Um, his RAS was a 9.37. His height was obviously came in at six foot and five eighths of an inch, 194 pounds, 14 bench reps. Vertical jump was 38 and a half. Um, broad jump was uh, 1008. Um, I mean, that, that scored him a nine, scored him an eight, scored him an eight on his height, a seven on the weight. His bench press scored him a six. Uh, the uh, 40-yard dash, 4-3-1, scoring him a 9-9-4. 20-yard uh, split was 2-5-6, scoring him a 8-9-2. And the 10-yard split was 1.5, uh, which scored him a 9.5. Now, his shuttle was rough, 2.69 in the shuttle. And the mm -hmm. cone, um, that was his grade, by the way, his shuttle was 4.36. Uh, his three cone was 6.96 with a score of 6.03. So obviously struggled with the agility, uh, the agility testing there, grading out poor overall. But speed was elite. Um, explosion was great. Composite size uh, grade was good. So uh, and still he hasn't panned out. Right. Um, part of that, I think, is not being able to create the consistency because he can't stay on the field, obviously. But I wanted to pull that up because corners ran today. And this is a good gauge of the last corner we took in the first round. I think we would all agree there's a there's a decent chance that we take a corner in this year's first round of, uh, of the draft. So um, just to kind of give us a, an idea, you know, I don't have Jair's card, but Jair graded out in the nines as well. I think he ran – what was it? He ran a 4-3-6 or something like that. Am I thinking right? I know he was a 4-3 guy for sure. So um, with that being said – Happy I think birthday to Eric Stokes as well. Uh, while we're on the subject so uh um and hopefully the rehab and the continuing uh physical therapy and things he's doing i mean he he shredded that that leg up pretty bad yeah. um it'll be nice to see him going into a year not on the pup hopefully and uh we'll see how camp goes and what's next for him yeah, yeah. I, when i was watching tape and i saw that <clears throat> him fold up on that that was just uh, it was ugly to see. I'd, let's just get past. You can. I'm pretty sure you can only see it on the All 22 too. It, it like fell out of broadcast view, but ugh. yeah. I mean, we forget he wasn't even walking before last season. So right. you know, for him to just even get back and play a couple games, um, make a couple starts was was an accomplishment. So hopefully, uh, 2024 will be a better year for him. Yeah, for sure. Blake B in the chat said that double whammy knee. Liz Frank was a killer for Stokes. Hard to come back from, man. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, going back to uh, to Vondre Sweat, Bill in the chat said, "Are you not concerned about Sweat's stamina?" Absolutely concerned, man. Um, and it's not that he doesn't have a work ethic, but like I said, man, when you're moving that big of a body around, dude, you get tired. You know, like that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Knew it was coming. Knew it was coming. So yeah, I think it could be an issue for sure. Now. The other thing we talked about too, Jacob, having Byron Murphy on the same defensive line with him, man, like, you know, who's to say that Byron Murphy wasn't drawing a lot of attention and, and freed him up with a lot of one-on-ones and vice versa too, right? We're going to find out which one of those guys turn out better. 
seemed like there was one year Michigan had two pass rushers. I know Chase Chase Winovich was one of them. I can't remember who the other was. Was it Barnett? Maybe Derek Barnett. Whoever it was, they had two first. I think two first round uh, pass rushers come out in that year, that year's draft, and Chase Winovich was one that just kind of tailed off. Maybe he wasn't a first rounder, but he was the one that seemed like the weaker link of the two. You'll usually find that one is a little better than the other, and they were kind of, you know, protecting the other, if you will, with the blocking schemes, things like that. So um, let's see here. William Gould in the chat. No more Livingston, just Gould. Said, uh, this morning, Andy Herman said that Micah Hyde's RAS was 3.33. So much for RAS. Just watch the tape, and maybe RAS can help a little. Yeah, and, and it's another thing, too, like, uh, you know, again, it's it's not everything. The combine isn't everything. Mm-hmm. Micah Hyde is one of those instinctive football players, right? That's his strength. Uh, to, to say, you know, Micah Hyde, because he had a low RAS, he should therefore be bad is just silly, right? Uh, not that Andy or anyone else is saying that, just, just kind of th- theoretically speaking. It's another thing to try to confirm what you're seeing on tape, right? That's what it comes down to. Now, Micah Hyde, wasn't he undrafted? Am I thinking right? Uh, no, I thought we drafted him. Did we actually draft him? I thought we took him, yeah. Okay. I want to say have. like fifth round, but I'm probably wrong. But, uh, again, it the 3-3, three, 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 it didn't uh, end up for us anyway. We got rid of him anyway. So, you know, it's that's yeah. tough. Bad move. Bad move. What were you going to say, Jacob? Well, so on this topic, I actually sent you another screenshot, but I didn't uh, – want you to put it up but it actually fits perfectly right here um the guy uh math bomb kent lee platt on twitter who does all of the ras scoring and all that stuff he made a post showing that ns rake straw jr who is one of my and i know tim's favorite quarterback cornerback prospects in the 2024 draft class he scored an unofficial 4.79 and then i think it even got maybe updated to a little bit lower and that would ranked 1100 or i'm sorry 1,159th out of 2,222 quarterbacks from cornerbacks from 1987 to 2024. The guy reshared that and kind of putting it down. He goes, some people are putting way too much stock in the RAS, LOL. Kent then replied back to him, and he goes, okay, well, in the last decade, only two corners made the pro poll with a score under 5.0. So it is quite telling if you have an RAS that's below 5 as far as – can't Six just seven. fire back in there and drop a few, a few, uh, you know, just a, a few facts on them there. Just uh-huh. <laughs> make sure Which they breaks know. my heart because I really liked Ennis Rakestraw, so I hope that he's one yeah. of those guys that's an outlier. Right? Yeah, he could be. He could be. We, right? We've seen that before, though, right? We've seen guys with, uh, you know, or or like you're talking about with the combine, right? They they don't do well at the combine, and then you know their rookie season, where they're the players we're talking about the most for having a an unbelievable year. And then, then you get guys who have great combine, uh, high RAS scores and they're like, you know, face on a milk carton. Where are they? And, you know, it goes both ways. So I'm with you, Jacob. I hope he is an outlier because I'd like to see him do well. I mean, whether we draft him or not, um, I like Ray straw. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Micah Hyde fifth round pick, by the way, I just found it. Uh, It was 159 overall in the 2013 draft. What a fine man! I just wish we would have wish we would have held on to him a little bit longer, man. Micah Hyde, Iowa. That's right. <laughs> Chad Inc. in the chat says Max Melton and Elijah Jones from BC and Mike Sainra Steel look oh. really good today. Exactly, might be some good options at slot. Halfley may may want Elijah Jones, maybe. So good, uh, good, 
good topic there. We'll see if uh, if that falls into place. Blake B in the chat says Peyton Wilson has the same haircut as Terry Funk in Roadhouse. Draft him twice, boys. Draft him twice. All right, sign me up. I'll take two. Roadhouse. <laughs> the applause with the roadhouse was just awesome. <laughs> Blake B in the chat says, I think we picked a good tight end class to double up on in 2023. Not a lot of tight ends sticking out this year, it seems. Yeah, it's very, very top-heavy, meaning there is one at the top. That's Brock Bowers. And then I think there's one that's projected like in the second round, and then it really tapers off. But uh, why don't we do this? Why don't we just go ahead and share um, share uh, Math Bomb's Twitter again like we did earlier, and we can kind of scroll through these and take a look at some of his latest media he shared. I imagine there's going to be some safeties and corners in here. Jacob, Ooh. if there's anybody specifically you want to see, rattle Maximus, them off. Maximus Melton, please. Let's please. start with Maximus. Yeah. Put some around the horn, boys. Talk about it. I want to hear it. I want somebody to put some respect on his name. We've been talking about it for a month now. Uh, check out that vertical, guys. A dude that's 5'11 has a 40 and a half inch vert. Holy cow. Oof, that's closing through the that's roof. Crazy. Yeah, that's broad crazy. jump, too. Look at his broad jump grade 9.96. Mm -hmm. His yeah, everything else off the charts, man. Former wide receiver, you know, transition to DB. And like they were saying on there, you, you know that back home. You know, Bo, Max, go deal with it outside. Let's see it. I mean, they brawled out. You know, and one one thing that, you know, I mean, you see the only quote-unquote negatives is height and weight, which is like, duh, we know that. We know we know he's a little undersized, whatever. Um, if there's a guy you're not overly concerned about, with that being, you know, a major factor, I think it's Max Melton. So mm -hmm. uh, That's yeah. it, Tim. I loved his hands in the drills, and I loved how fluid his hips were. And when, yep. when he was when he was swiveling on that 45 drill, he he you know he can keep his balance, he, his back pedal straight, and he plants and goes. He's he's got really quick um break and explosion. Absolutely. Yeah, so he finished with a four three nine for a score of nine point three. Twenty yard split was a two five six for a score of eight point eight. Ten yard split was a one five two for a score of eight point nine. His overall RAS score came out to a 9.65. He did not do agility testing, or at least it wasn't posted at that point if they have uh, ran it since. Uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry here, obviously not running. We do see his measurables now, though. Um, he's I, They're saying he's going to be ready for his uh, for the start of camp, if I understood correctly. So um, he is five foot eleven and four-eighths of an inch. Uh, that scores out as a 6.63. His weight was 199 pounds, so coming in a little thick. like to see that. Um, so that scored him at 8.5 there. Again, incomplete. That's one of the players we wanted to see. This one right here was tough, man. Nate Wiggins, um, he ran a 4.2940. That's unofficial, but a 4.2940. That gave him a score of 9.97 there. His height, he was six foot, uh, what, six foot one? Am I looking at that right? Six foot one. And three eighths of an inch running a four two nine forty. Some people had him listed as six two, um, and his broad jump was a uh, one zero zero seven for eight point eight three scores. Vertical jump was thirty six inches. This dude right here, man, um, what sucks too is he said he felt something pop. He yeah. thought it was his groin, and when they went in the back, it ended up being a hip flexor. And he said that I think he told Stacy Dells, if I remember correctly. He will be at his pro day. It won't interfere with his pro day. So it sounds like they really dodged a bullet there. As mm -hmm. soon as he walked off the field after that, man, I got sick in my stomach. I was just like, that freaking sucks because he crushed it. He absolutely crushed it. 
there with the run. Um, Nate Wiggins, if he is healthy for his pro day, Jacob, this dude right here, I'm trying to think now who, who are going to be the top corners, man. Who, are, who do you see as the top corners in this draft? Like if we go to the consensus big board and I go to corners, obviously this is before all the information today. They had Terry and Arnold, Quinion Mitchell, Nate, Nate Wiggins, Cooper DeGene, Kool-Aid McKinstry, and then Rakestraw. I think we would all agree Rakestraw probably dropping a touch. Uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry um, probably going to stay put there in that four spot, I would imagine. He's sitting at number 20 overall. I mean, that guy peaked at, at two at one point. Uh, Cooper DeGene, we'll see him at his pro day. He's sitting in the 18 spot. He peaked at nine. Nate Wiggins is sitting in the 15 spot. He peaked at 14, so he's liable to jump up to his highest point so far. We'll talk about Quinion Mitchell here in a minute, but what do you think of Nate Wiggins, Jacob? Uh, dude, Nate, Nate Wiggins had an amazing uh, day, and I think that officially it was 428. Mm-hmm. Um, they came back later and said, like, yeah. he actually gained a tenth but a, a well, second there. And, yeah, it was horrible to see. I did hear as well that he said that he thought something popped. But um, if it is just a hip flexor, then that's a good new situation for him. Um, I know he was mad that he, he wanted to show out. He was – one of the quotes that was kind of cool is he was – they're like, oh, well, you, you know, you got a 428. Aren't you happy? And he goes, no. It's like I wanted a 42. Yeah, it's like okay, that's cool. I like the, the guy. The only thing is, he's a little bit undersized. Um, Wiggins is more of like a dog, though. When I watched him, he's not afraid to to come up and hit. He's not afraid to wrap up and try to tackle and uh, pursue in the run game. So, you know, that's all right. We'll talk about Quinny Mitchell in a minute. He definitely showed out. Uh, the other guy, Kool Aid McKinstry. I didn't realize that he didn't know he was injured. They had right, a doctor right. on staff that just did like a medical eval, and they're like, "Hey, you know, you're." foot's broken at the combine right jacob oh okay yeah yeah that's when they found it yeah how, how did um dj james do he did good he did okay. well because he'd be another guy on that radar four for four me. three um i want to point out real quick before we move on nate wiggins weighing in at what 173 is that what yeah. they said yeah. yeah so that's that's very, very not. who is the guy you want to see uh tim dj james out of auburn DJ James, DJ James. See if we can find him real quick. Here we go. So, uh, yeah, not not complete, but pretty solid in the uh, in the speed testing, right? Um, he's another one came in at 175 pounds, so he uh, need to get that guy a cheeseburger or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, 40 yard dash, four four three for an 8.7 score. 20 yard split, two five eight for a score of 8.09. 10 yard split was 1.54 for an 8.32. I imagine he's going to measure out pretty good if he, if he, you know, hits the agility and the explosiveness, but yeah, there's, there is our boy DJ James. Um, Quinion Mitchell. That's one that I think he just continues to check the boxes, man. Like, you know, I told you guys small school. Yeah. He graded out high in PFF, but he played for a small school. Okay. He goes down to the, Senior bowl absolutely dominates the senior bowl. Check that box. And then he comes out in the combine. He weighs or uh, he uh, measures out at six foot tall, six foot and one eighth of an inch. Um, his weight was 195, so good good weight there he's carrying. Vertical jump was 38 inches. That gives him an 8.4. The broad jump was 1,000 for a score of 5.15. 40-yard dash, 4.33 unofficial. If you've got the official time, Jake, just uh, spurt it out there, but – um, 4.33 unofficial. That's a 9.88 score. 20 yard split was 2.53 for a grade of 9.46. And his 10 yard split was 1.51 for a grade of 9.25. Grand total of 9.75. Um, RAS. Quinion Mitchell just continues to continues to do it, Jacob. Like that guy, everybody keeps doubting him and he just keeps checking the boxes. I swear, I think that's the best corner in this draft, man. I really do. 
Yeah, I mean, I've honestly, I've had my doubts about him because on when I watched him on film, that's the only part I didn't like. It's on film, he just looks somewhat timid. But I mean, I can't argue. Like you said, the the PFF grades consistently have been amazing. Um, the way he performed in the season was amazing. The way he performed at the Senior Bowl was amazing, and now he puts an amazing performance down um, at the combine. So at this point, I'm, I, I I'd be an idiot if I say that I don't think he's at least top two. Um, I don't remember what the analyst was. It was maybe Charles or uh, one of the other guys that were there at the Combine, and they said they had a text from an NFL GM, a current NFL GM, that said it's been clear now after the uh, Combine that there's two top cornerbacks, and Quinny Mitchell's one of them. I'm assuming the other one would be Terry and Arnold, because I think he's the one that solidified it today as well. Yeah. Got it. Got Quinny Mitchell. Mitchell can move, man. In that W drill, his, his, yeah. ex, his explosive is – is you can tell and it's so smooth he runs through the ball when he catches it he doesn't you know he doesn't need to chop down and and take a second to read that it it was it was impressive he and he was moving out there at his you know at um you know at six foot he was cruising yeah what do you think tim you like quinio mitchell yeah I, i'm definitely with you clayton i think he uh you know, I don't know if I'd call him the best corner in the in the draft, but man, he sure as heck could be a sleeper for sure for me. You know, if not one or two, you know, um, we'll see though. Again, a lot can happen between now and then, but uh, I got to rewatch everything. I didn't get to catch much of the combine so far, so let me uh, let me not get too critical. But uh, no, I do. I like Quinn Mitchell though, from what I've seen so far. So consistent, you know. Yeah. The consensus big board has the corners listed like this. Terry and Arnold, number one, but sitting in the 10th overall spot. Quinya Mitchell, number two, in the 14th spot. Nate Wiggins, three, in the 15th spot. Cooper DeGene in the 18th spot, obviously the fourth best corner. And then the fifth best corner, Kool-Aid McKinstry in the 20th spot. They had Rake Straw in the 30th spot. Like I said, man, I can see him dropping now. Um, they have Quinya Mitchell mocked to go to the projection is to go to the Indianapolis Colts. Understand that's not one opinion. That's collective mocks coming together. And, and that's kind of what the consensus has decided. He most likely will be going number 15 to the Colts. We'll see how that changes as the week goes on and all the combine information comes in. We're going to get my boy Rake Straw at 57, man. It's going to be great. <laughs> Could that, be great. that would be awesome, man. I'd be all about that for sure. Um, let's see. Uh, anyone else, Jacob, that's on your radar, uh, man? Peter Stone's asking for Cam Hart, Notre Dame. He had a good day, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Guys, six three. He is he is lengthy, very dude. long. He is long. You walked right into it, but I'll leave I you was, guys. Alone. Yeah, appreciate. I, I was waiting. Every, it's funny. Everyone <laughs> paused. We were expecting. So, um, Cam Hart. Here we go, man. Nine point eight two. What what school did he go to? I can't remember what. Uh, Quasimodo. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so out of Notre Dame, 9.8 to six foot three. That's and his height, obviously, a 9.91. Weight, 202. Um, 9.1 there for his score. Vertical jump, 39 and a half inches for a 9.2. Broad jump, 10-10 for a score of 9.4. 40-yard dash was only a 4.5 which graded at a 6.92. 20-yard split was 2.61 at a 6.70 score. 10-yard split was 1.57 at a uh, a score of 6.86. No agility testing done. So, um, obviously, it came from the explosion and from his uh, and from his height and his weight, right? So, um, 
little are, are we worried about that 40 yard dash at all? You remember what Daniel Jeremiah said on that video the other day? The 40 yard dash is more important for corners than wide receivers. You got to be able to match speed. Do we feel comfortable saying that Cam Hart could cover a 4-3 receiver, right? That's kind of tough for me to uh, a tough sell there as much as I like Cam Hart. Other than that, man, he's he's definitely going to be a physical corner. It kind of feels like a zone corner. Do you guys agree with that? I was just thinking, is there a way, is he one of those guys that convert to safety and actually have it be successful? Oh, hmm. That. Yeah, I mean he's he's carrying the weight. I don't know what his tackle grades and stuff look like, but yeah, he's kind of built like a safety to be honest with you. And uh he's got that that explosion too, someone who can rotate into the box quick, that type of thing. Um we'll see though, man. Again, if I hadn't heard Daniel Jeremiah talk about how much speed matters for the corners, I would be like, "Hey, 4 5 is quick enough for me." But just hearing him talk about that kind of got me a little more aware of that. Yeah, um, his uh his Three cone was uh, seven point one two seconds, which as of right now is is it the last? But his twenty yard shuttle, he was at uh, four point two four seconds, at like fifth right now. So it's not terrible, but it's also not finished. I guess. Yeah, got it, got it. Who else, fellas? Who else we want to see here? We got them all in the hopper. Decamerian Richardson. Ooh, I don't know if I liked him as much. Let me see. I don't know if I did. I didn't like his ball. I don't think I liked his ball skills when I was watching him. But you didn't, Emilio. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we are. Nine point seven seven overall score. His height was six foot two and two eighths for a nine point eight. His weight came in at one eighty eight, so a little bit slim there. His vertical jump thirty five inches scored him a five point four. A little bit down there. Broad jump ten oh eight. Uh, for a 9.07 score, 40 yard dash, 434 at six foot two. Holy cow, that's a score 9.8. 20 yard split, 2.53 for a score 9.46. 10 yard split was a 1.51 for a score of nine and a quarter, totaling out to a 9.77 um, RAS score. Yeah, he's looking pretty good there, too, fellas. Let's see where he's at on the big board. You guys talk about him for a second. I'm going to see if I can find him real quick. Why didn't you like him, Emilio? You said I just, I just, I didn't like his. I don't think I liked his ball skills as much. But it's because I, when I, when I watched him, I'm pretty sure he was chopping down every time to catch it. I didn't love that. You know, I wish he kind of ran through it. But let's. I want to hear what what you liked about him, Jacob. Oh, I just, I mean, the size again. I'm a sucker for you know. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. <laughs> Dudes. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even see him on the big board, bro. I don't see him don't anywhere see him. on the big board. Oh, man. This is a national outrage. Where is he on the big board? What is going on? All right, on? so are we moving to the next one, then, if he's just not even on the big board? Why, do you got one? Do you have one, Emilio? I liked uh, – let's see. Powers ball skills. I was going to say Josh Wallace I liked from Michigan. Uh, <laughs> DJ you, James and Marcellus Dial from – uh, DJ James from Auburn, Marcel style from South Carolina. I think right, we hit DJ James already, right? You um, did that, idiot. Who who was the? Hey, Josh Wallace, Michigan. Josh Wallace. That's from what we talked about. We looked at his uh, PFF grades. He did really, really well. Opposite Michigan guy than uh, what's the other dude's yeah. name? He he hasn't posted an RAS card okay. yet for him. Marcel style, South Carolina. Spell that last name for me. D I A L. I'm pretty sure. D I A L. Yeah, I don't think he's posted that one either, Bob. Right okay. there. Oh, no, there he is. There he is. There we go. Yeah. They got him listed as free safety, right? Ooh, okay. 
Um, I think eight, he ran with the DBs, but or the corners, but I like that. Okay, eight point seven six comes in at five eleven and six eighths, one hundred ninety pounds. That that kind of uh, both of those are down four point eight for his height, two point one for his weight. Vertical though, 40 and a half inches. Mm-hmm. Wow, 9.63 score there. His broad jump was 10.09 for a score of 9.39. 40 yard dash, 4.47 for an 8.83. 20 yard split was 2.62, 7.58. 10 yards, yeah, 10 yard split was a 1.57 for a 7.69. So, um, obviously, his speed came in the long haul there as, a, as opposed to that quick twitch, but he's got. Right. Explosion too, and I, I think those three I had together in a bunch just because I like their hip swivel, you know, and and um, eye tracking ability. Lot, right? Yeah, yeah, that and that and being able to track the ball, um, you know, off a of break and stuff like that. I didn't think what was it Isaiah, uh, Isaiah from uh, Syracuse. I thought he had a kind of rough day, and Haddon from Tennessee kind of had a rough day. But um, besides that, the only other one I was looking at was the safety Jalen Carlisle. I thought uh, later on he might be just because he was like 6'3", 220. Don't mind that at all as a safety. Gotcha. Marcellus Dow um, is listed as a cornerback on the consensus big board. He's in the 218 spot. He peaked at 186, but he was sitting at 218 coming into the combine. I'm going to switch over and see if we can find anything. Do we have anything at all on Tyler Newbin, Jacob? Did you see anything from him today, man? Uh, Yeah. No, he did – he just didn't run the 40. He ran um, most of the other skill drills. And they said that he looked – I mean, I, I watched him. He looked he looked just fine. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. No yeah, kind of vertical good. or anything like that, though? No, it sounds like he's going to be doing most of that stuff at the pro day. Okay. Cool. Gotcha. So, didn't hurt himself today anyway. Um, no. No, yeah, he about, looked good. What about Jerry and Jones? Jerry and Jones. He a corner, right? Am I thinking yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Jerry and Jones. Bang. 9.87. Lower five eleven and seven eighths of an inch. Uh, you got seven point three score there. One hundred ninety pounds, five point six score there. Graded out elite in his explosion at a thirty nine and a half inch vertical jump. That's a nine point two nine. His broad jump ten oh nine for a nine point two eight. Forty yard dash four point three eight unofficial for a nine point five score. Twenty yard split was a two five five for a nine point one score. Ten yard split was a one five two for an eight point nine. Nine score, that's about as good as you can ask for right there, man. He's flirting with ten flat, isn't he? Yeah, look over on the the Jerry and Jones is quarterback prospect of the 2024. 9.87 RIS is thirtieth uh, out of 2,222 from 1987 to 2024. Yeah, dang, is that it's good, boys? I don't know. Is that good? Did I break it? Was that mean? <laughs> Did we talk about Kyrie Jackson? No, I don't think Did so. Not, but he had a good day too. Yeah, nine point four two. He great. He uh, measured in at six foot three and six eighths, one hundred ninety four pounds. Vertical is thirty six and a half inches. His broad jump. Look at that broad jump. Eleven oh one for a nine point seven nine. Forty yard dash a little bit slower to four five, unofficial. Uh, that gives him a six point nine grade there. His twenty yard split was a two point six one for a six point seven grade, and his ten yard split was a one point five seven for a six point eight six score. So. Um, Kind of slowed down in the middle. He started strong, finished strong on that forty-yard dash there. But again, RAS of nine point four two out of Oregon. Good, good size there too for Kyrie Jackson for sure. Where's he at? Let me look real quick and see where he's at on the consensus big board because I know we've talked about him several times. I think we've even mocked him a couple times, right? 
I want to um, say he's like somewhere around the seventh to tenth ranked cornerback in most places I'm seeing him. This is wild, man. I'm having a hard time finding him. I read yeah, there he is. He's in the number 89 spot. Um, he peaked at 74. He's currently at 89th. He is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelfth on the consensus big board and corner. So that's a legitimate shot there for the Packers, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's the, the second or even the third round, we'll see how it all falls into place. So there it is. Um does he have yeah. so we got any for safety or no? Um they're just like I said, they're kind of random. As they roll in. Okay. Do we have Jalen Carlisle at all or Cole Bishop from Utah? Cole Bishop. Cole Bishop ran so much faster than they thought. Dude, he, he was cooking on that he, 40. We got a Ryan Watts here. Here's Ryan Watts That's out of not <laughs> he's a quarterback. Huh? He's actually a quarterback. But they got him, yeah, they got him listed as a free safety here. So um at least Math Bomb does. 9.81. Um, did we already hit him or something? Or we didn't hit him yet, right? No, no, no. You're funny. I was just laughing. <clears throat> six, foot two, six foot two and seven eighths. Um, 208 pounds. So carrying a good size there. 40 and a half inch vertical jump, 10.05. So we got an elite explosion grade, a great composite size grade, speed grade, just good. 4.53, a 2.61 in the 20 yard, and a 10 yard at 1.56. So, still though, at 9.81 is pretty impressive. I wonder what his agility would look like. But um, looks like he ranks 20th out of 976 free safeties um, from 1987 to 2024. Who was the other guy you were talking about, Emilio? Uh, if it wasn't Jalen Carlisle, Cole Bishop, either of those, Jalen Carlisle or Cole Bishop. Okay. I was just trying to see what they were. Probably later on, guys, safeties, but. Mm-hmm. Jalen Cole, uh, Cole Bishop. Yeah, I'm not seeing them here, bro. Yeah, I'm not seeing them either. Yeah. So all that information will get put into the database soon. I've already been updating my draft board, too. So I've oh, got here them. we go. I see I see it on math, Bomb Cole Bishop. He's uh, 9.82 RAS. That's the safety out of – he put it up an hour ago. It's on, okay. it's on his Twitter. It's on his media. I was just scrolling through on my phone. But so he had a 9.82 RAS. His height was uh, 6'2 flat. His weight, 206. Um, left him at a 7.51. His vertical was 39 inches, so a 9.91. Uh, Broad was a 10.04, 7.91. His 40 was a 4.45 at 9.92. Uh with his 20-yard split, 8.63, and his um, 10-yard split, 8.26. That dude out of Utah was cruising. Him and Vaki, I was looking forward to seeing, and Mm -hmm. I didn't even even notice that Cole was there, man, and he he showed me at that 40. Yeah, there's Vaki. Vaki had a little bit of a rough day, man. Mm -hmm. Uh, He did. Obviously, he measured in at 5'11 and an 8th. Uh, That's going to give him a 3.4 there. His explosion grade's fine. His weight was good at 210. Um, but 40-yard dash, a 4.62, 20-yard split, 2.69, 10-yard split was a 1.61. So all those grayed out in the fours, mm-hmm. obviously kind of a rough day there. I did hear they wanted him running some running back drills, though. I was going to say they're, uh, they're planning on switching him, it sounds like, to running back. Are they? So they are. It's his most likely path to actually making an NFL roster. Wow. That's pretty wild, man. That is wild. I saw you had Jalen's up there, Carlisle, but that's all right. <laughs> yeah, I pulled it up while you were talking. Yeah, that's my dude right there. I, I look at his size. 
and he can move. All right. He had a he had a low vertical, but fine. I like I liked what he was putting out there. And he broke on the ball well and he caught every pet. He's jumping like a white guy, Amelia. I ain't hearing it, bro. That's, that's, I'm just joking, man. I'm joking. Go ahead, keep on, carry on. No, I think I don't I don't know. I liked him. It, just because I'm guessing he's probably what 200 on the board or something like that. Let's bring him in. I liked I liked uh um, you know, he was green. In the size department, he didn't jump out of the room, but everywhere else, he caught the ball. He, he broke well. I liked everything. His hips were fluid. He peaked at 135, but the consensus big board has him at 294 currently. So, yeah, he's way down the list. And that's just the consensus big board. It don't mean anything. You know what I mean? Like, it could it could shake out later. Um, there were some tight ends that I've seen that he had posted, too, here. Um, I think we got our first 10, didn't we? Yeah. Theo Johnson out of oh, wow. Penn State. Oh, Six foot six, 259 pounds. He's a peanut away from 260, boys. Um, vertical jump, 39 and a half inches. Broad jump, 10.05. 40 yard dash, 4.58. Um, I mean, you're talking about a great size grade, elite explosion, elite speed. Didn't do anything agility, at least as of this point. That dude right there just, uh, just climbed up some boards, didn't he, Tim? Oh, Theo Johnson. Let's see if uh, let's see what he looks like here on the consensus big board, man. He uh, sitting in the one thirty one spot. He peaked at one twelve. Um, I think we need, we need a fourth tight end, man. Just I was just gonna it. say we're we're like not drastically in need, but you know, mm -hmm. certainly looking to snag somebody in this draft. And you think he'd be around? You know, middle to late rounds. See, I mean, that's what does that what does that equate out to there, Jacob? You're pretty good with numbers, man. He uh, he's coming in at the uh, 131 spot. So divide that by 32. What round would that put third, him in? Third roughly? round ish. Yeah, third. Yeah, third, fourth, fourth, point zero nine would put him at. But yeah. he's probably going to climb up close to the top 100 now. With though, the right? 10 on. Yeah. I would say so, man. Um, Chewy with the super chat. You are the man, Chewy. Thank you so much, buddy. You're too kind. He said, uh, hey, all, yeah, all Goot is on record three days ago saying he wants to get back to drafting multiple quarterbacks again, seemingly to develop for equity. Any of you think we're going to draft one? I think there's a good chance if the right one falls. Um, that's what's interesting about it, too. Uh, let me go ahead and unshare this. And I'll try to share the consensus big board with you guys real quick. We're at the hour mark, but we'll just look at the quarterbacks real quick and kind of see since Goody made that comment. He could be sending the smoke screen. We all know that. That's right? what I think. That's I think he's stirring up everybody else in the NFL because we found another diamond in the rough, and they're just going to jump on every quarterback that's in front of us. Could be, man. Could be. And you know what? That, that makes, you know, it could kind of provoke some trade interest too, right? When they find out, hey, they're interested in the quarterback – Maybe other people might want to jump up in front of us. But, Chewy, thank you so much for the super chat, buddy. I'll drop this down so we can take a look real quick. Let's see if we can kind of predict this real quick. So you got Caleb Williams, one, Drake May, two, Jaden Daniels, three. I think those guys are going to go, obviously, there in the first round. J.J. McCarthy, I think there's a really good chance he gets drafted in the first round. Bo Nix is flirting there at 33, uh, 33 spot. Then you got Michael Penix Jr. at 39. After that, it drops off significantly. You got Spencer Rattler. He's got to be 127 years old now. Uh, <laughs> Spencer Rattler in the 94 spot. 
Then you got Michael Pratt all the way down at 125, Jordan Travis at 158, Joe Milton at 188, and then the best hair in the damn draft, my man Sam Hartman at 213. So <laughs> I don't know, boys. Uh, you know, 213. Uh oh, Clayton just jinxed us. That there's your QB pick right yeah. there. His, his Notre Dame guy. Do we have pick 213? Is that what you just said? No, I'm just saying. I mean, if he's going to project it to go at that area of the draft, mm-hmm. I mean, how soon How soon in draft. theory would we take a quarterback in this draft, that's, right? That's now? what I'm trying to figure out here is like, okay, you know, if we take a quarterback with the 25th pick, people are going to lose their minds, right? <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless Matt LaFleur has a plan for Joe Milton to throw a 90-yard bomb to Christian. <laughs> just just – he may be able to throw it 90, 91 yards, but he can't hit a bull in the ass with a mop. We live in Tennessee. You know it's a fact, buddy. It ain't going to happen. Joe Milton, I've, I've heard his name for the last three years, and everywhere he goes, next year I'm going – I went. I thought, what, what's he doing there? I thought he played at the other school. Like, for someone who's so darn good, he sure can't keep a starting gig. I know that. Um, anyway, no Joe Milton hate here, obviously. But, um, yeah, so, like, the projections. Here's the projections, okay? Caleb Williams, number one, Drake May, number two, uh, Jaden Daniels, number three, J.J. McCarthy, 11th to the Minnesota Vikings, all right? And then Bo Nix, number 43 to the Falcons. So Bo Nix would be on the board when we pick at 41. Michael Penix, Jr., they got him going number 42 to the Vikings. Hmm. So obviously that's just the top mock uh, averages there. So um, if that's the case, Tim, where would you feel comfortable, man? Where would you feel comfortable taking a quarterback, Jacob? I want your take here too. If Goody, if Goody is is hell bent on getting a quarterback, and we're not saying he is. You have to take one in this draft. Where are you going? Okay, I, I would be okay with them taking a quarterback in that round. And who would it be? Oh, uh, I don't know because you're talking to a guy who loves our quarterback room right now. <laughs> I, I do. I love Alex Magoo. I, I I love Sean Clifford. Um, you know, I I wouldn't. It's got to be after 200 something, <laughs> Where, two, 203, 217. Yeah. Down, down in that range. And, you know, yeah, it could be your guy from Notre Dame. That's why I joked, depending on where he rises or falls. Uh, is that, uh, is that, uh, Tua's brother there? Taglio, yeah. Yeah. yeah, from Maryland. Okay. You know, maybe someone like that comes into mind, but it's, I'm, I'm kind of hoping we don't take one. But I definitely agree with the premise that, um, you know, you draft one when you don't need one, and uh, it would not shock me if they took a quarterback. But anything in the the early rounds would certainly surprise me. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Jacob? All right, <clears throat> here's how it's gonna go. The <laughs> earliest that we're gonna draft a quarterback will be with our fifth round pick at 168. Jordan Travis is gonna fall, Ooh. and Goot's gonna grab, pick him up and create him. He's gonna mold him into a draft bait where we can trade him for like a second or a third round pick after he shows out in a couple preseasons. Jordan Travis. I like it, Jacob. He got like injured, it. right? That's why they couldn't make a run in the playoffs. Yeah, and he's he's a pretty solid quarterback too. There was, was people good. talking about him being a Heisman candidate yeah, going into the year, right? Candidate. So yeah. Here we are talking about quarterbacks, boy. I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> I love it though. I, I'm telling you, it's it's that important, man. Um, the, the problem, too, is like I still don't fully understand the quarterback roster role or roster rules, I should say. Like, you know, you can carry three now, right, without them taking up an active spot. But the problem is, like, if you put them on the practice squad, doesn't that void their rookie year? 
So you're not getting them for those four years. So it kind of feels like if you're going to take one, they have to replace Sean Clifford. You're not going to carry three on the active roster. Am I thinking right there in that regard? So that's the tough part for me. And that's what makes me think more along the lines of what you, what you were saying, Amelia, it might be more of a smoke screen. So Mm -hmm. there you go. Jay said, Jacob cook. And there you go. (laughs) I love it. All right. Anything else, fellas, Tim, you got anybody else you were looking at, Tim? I seen you over poking around a little bit. You got uh, anybody on your list. You, uh, you noticed today or anything else you want to hit on, man? No, nothing, nothing too specific. Like I said, I'm playing catch up right now. So hope to be more prepared for tomorrow. Uh, day three of the combine. Looking forward to it. Running yeah, backs, yeah. quarterbacks, wideouts tomorrow, boys. Ooh, that's a big day. Yeah. It's going to, um, yeah. Don't even turn it on. This receiving is tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's going to be wild. What, what sucks, too, is like what quarterbacks are actually performing, though. Do you know that, Jacob? Because I know Caleb isn't, right? Is Jaden Daniels? I don't think he was either. I can't remember at a lot of the top prospect guys I know in this draft, for whatever reason, are kind of relying more on their pro day, like being that more comfortable setting, I guess. But yeah, right, right. Camilo, you got anything, Bob? No, no. It was cool to be able to sit down and watch it a little bit. But like we said, you know, they're just running around in compression shorts and and a and a t-shirt. But I, I do like to see the the fluid movement more than anything. You know, I, we don't always need the top end speed and stuff like that, but I like to see the the short shuttle cones and stuff like that and uh, how they can turn their hips and, and track the ball off a, off a swivel. Yeah, definitely. Um, we'll see how it goes, man. I'll tell you this, we were mature tonight, man. We didn't get out of control, did we? No. It was kind of boring, to be honest with you. <laughs> I feel like the night show, we need to get a little, little wild in here. But uh, spicy. So, um, all right, we'll get out of here, gang. Appreciate everybody hanging out with us. This is a lot of fun. Um, as always, it's a blast chatting with you all. Chewy, want to give a special shout out to you, buddy. Thank you so much for the super chat, man. We yeah, really appreciate that, Chewy, because now I got access back. He said I needed to get at least a $20 donation or five subscriptions to get access back, and that got me. So, I'm, I appreciate that. Thank you. There you go. Hey, you're welcome, man. Yeah, he's got access back. You let him get out of control, though. We'll ban him again. I'm <laughs> Didn't we? Jacob, yeah. anything, anything at all, man? No, nah, I'm excited uh, to get through the rest of tomorrow. It's going to be a fun day. In the morning, I believe we're doing a morning show, correct? And if we are, we should have those tight end numbers and the safety numbers. We can go through those. That should be fun. And, uh, yeah, Emilio, congrats on being able to sleep inside Thank tonight. You. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. We, we gave Makita to the house again, got him out of the shed. Uh, <laughs> And I thought they locked me out for good. You know, I they said they invited me back and I went to get in there and it wasn't loading and nothing was pulling up. So I said, okay, <laughs> and I'll double check it. But it, it was true. So I appreciate it all. Thanks for supporting. So Emilio, Emilio, you got access again. No, I don't. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry about it. So, there you go. Listen, you uh, that's the uh, mess around and find out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Got to keep them in line around here. He gets out of control quick. So, all right, we're out of here, guys. Hit him with that bell one time, man. You know what I'm saying? Tim, I love those, by the way, man. It just reminds yeah. me of the old school sports talk days. Dude. So, we're going to we're gonna use the heck out of them, no doubt about it. So, awesome. Um, yeah. All right. What was the other one, too? You got another one, the surprise one. That and cracks me. <laughs> Every time I hear that, I think of the Joe Biden video. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> or he gets caught sniffing the kid and they hit him with the old uh <laughs> I love it. All right, calm down, guys. Oh, All right. There are oh. no politicians off limits on this show, I promise you that. So bunch of damn crooks. All right, we're out here, guys. Appreciate y'all hanging out with us. We will see you tomorrow morning. Um again. Chewy, thank you for the super chat. Everybody have a great night. For those of you listening on the pod, thank you for making us a part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world. Go Pack Go. It's a power sweep. Actually, it's the, it's the lead play in our, in our offense. Yes, a YN or a tight end to open up somewhere between six feet and nine feet. Get an isolation with the, with the linebacker. Tell the tackle to take the defensive end if he's over him. If he's not... To drive down on the first man to his inside. YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside. If the YN has the linebacker in, he comes all the way around. If you look at this play, what we're trying to get is a seal here, and a seal here, and try to run this play in the alley.